is A to Z with Mark Zinno, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Good afternoon. Welcome to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, where today I tell you, don't let the emotions get the better of you. Welcome in. We are live here on this Monday, and I am live from parts unknown to Atlanta. Actually, I'm at my parents' house uh, up in New York visiting with family for the week, so I'll be here all week week long doing the show here. So forgive the, uh, you know, different background if you're watching this on our our YouTube channel or uh, the audio quality isn't as good as it normally is in my home studio. But nonetheless, bear with me, folks. It's going to be a good week, and I'm glad that you guys are here with me, spending it with me here on Locked on Sports Atlanta and A to Z. Give us a follow on Twitter at Locked on Atlanta. Of course, I'm at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. We got some Falcons news to get to coming up. And of course, some interesting political news surrounding um, the sports world and the world of tennis. We'll get to that before the end of the show. And this first segment brought to you by our good friends at betonline.ag. All right, let's get to... The weekend that was at Truist Park for the Atlanta Braves and Freddie Freeman. And, you know, it was very much a, uh, a a something I think a lot of us didn't expect. I think we knew that Freddie Freeman was going to be the main focal point of what went on. I think we knew that Freddie Freeman certainly was going to be a big part of the story. What we didn't know is that Freddie Freeman's emotions were going to boil over uh, into something that we hadn't seen that left him walking out of a press conference on Friday evening, coming back in, shedding tears, hugging media members, and uh, literally just you know losing all composure about his return to Truist Park, uh, no longer a member of the Atlanta Braves. And um, I saw a variety of different reactions to this over the course of you know, Friday night into Saturday, Sunday, and even through Sunday night baseball last night. No, oh, by the way, I mean, the Braves end up losing two or three from the Dodgers, and, and uh, it was in interesting fashion last night how the whole thing went down because Spencer Strider, once again, was fantastic, and um, Kenzie Jansen blows a save. You guys were there. You watched it all. If you didn't, there's an internet. Go figure out how they lost the game. But that's not really where, where what we're talking about. So, you know, we we – knew that Freddie was going to, to be the, the focal point of everything that went on. But still, you know, I, I think this weekend was pretty telling for Braves fans because there was a mixed bag of reaction from people. I saw a couple of people saying, oh, Freddie realizes he made a mistake and he shouldn't have left. Freddie's agent realizes, you know, that now Freddie knows his agent is an idiot. Uh, you know, Freddie is unhappy to... You know, I don't care that he's not here anymore. He's in a different uniform. I'm not going to cheer for him. This, that. I mean, it was, it was all over the place. And I'll say that genuinely, you know, part of my heart like went out to Freddie. Like it was just like, man, you know, you, you almost never see professional athletes show that level of emotion openly. Sometimes they do after losses. Sometimes they do after family stuff gets in the way. But when it's typical business decisions, which is exactly what Freddie Freeman and his agent did, they made a business decision, okay? Um, When it comes to business decisions, players are pretty good about hiding their real feelings until after they get away from it. You know, they kind of keep it under wraps. They play it like it's no big deal, and they just kind of go forward. And, you know, uh, I I think that there is a certain amount of 
don't show everybody what you got. Don't show people that it hurts because it looks poorly if you do. And I think we saw a little bit of that from Freddie and about Freddie. And I think the optics of this whole thing really don't make Freddie look as good as people would think. And I'll tell you why here in just a second. But first, a word from our good friends at betonline.net. It's your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs, which have just com- completed, by the way. we got a Stanley Cup champ, Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your live sports betting needs, wagering information, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn about more about the trends and the action bet online where the game starts so freddie freeman uh i think the emotion level that he showed this weekend actually hurts him a little bit um i think it certainly is one of those things where optically it came off poor i i think freddie has every right to feel the way he feels and i think freddie has every right to show emotion if he wants to but how this went over with braves fans and how it went over publicly uh, I think didn't exactly leave Freddie in the best position. Um, you know, this is a guy too, oh, by the way, who struck out six times in 12 at-bats this weekend. Clearly, it had an effect on him. Clearly, it was more emotion than he was capable of handling while playing a baseball game. Let me rephrase that. It was more emotion than he could handle to play baseball at the highest level that he's used to. I think that's fair to say. I mean, yes, he had to go ahead RBI double uh, in the in, in the extra innings last night. I think it was in the tenth inning, um, but still, this was not a guy who looked all that comfortable at the plate. I thought he was going to come back in here and rip through his park to shreds from the standpoint of the hitting. I thought he was going to just start peppering the ball all over the yard, um, and it wasn't to be. You know, um, he, he just he did not have a great series offensively, and when your emotions get the better of you like that, what's going to happen? when the pressure is ratcheted up in October and, you know, there is a, a, uh, there's much more on the line. I mean, Freddie Freeman in his first at bat versus the Braves at Dodger stadium hit a home run and he did not have that same prowess at Truist park. That level of emotion got to him. And I think it's something actually that the Braves can take advantage of if and likely when they meet again in the playoffs. I don't know about you guys. I don't know how you saw it. I just, I, I felt like the level of emotion was bad optically. It was, it was almost like Braves fans got exactly what they wanted. And it's an edge that I'm talking about. I'm not saying Freddie's a bad guy. I just think it's a, it's a game edge that they know when push comes to shove that if they can get him emotional and get in his head as fans, they will affect his performance. And I think he tipped his hands a little bit with that. You know, and that's kind of where I see the amount of emotion that he showed this weekend as something that could be uh, problematic or could play into things down the road for him. Because the chances of these two teams meeting again in the postseason is pretty good. It is pretty, pretty good. So uh, other than that, it was a great weekend at Truist Park. Credit to all the Braves fans who showed up and made it like, you know, tons of fun. Um, 
but it was certainly a lot of uh, a, a lot of energy and excitement around Truist Park uh, for all three games, and I expect that we'll see that again uh, when these two teams meet in October. All right, coming up next, uh, what was the best move for the Falcons this offseason? We'll answer that question coming up next here on EDZ on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, search Locked On Sports Atlanta. We'll be right back. Welcome back to A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, you search Locked On Sports Atlanta. This segment of the show brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens. Uh, some quick brave news before we get to the Falcons here and a, a bit of NFL news as well. Um, but uh, Matt failed to mention that Ronald Acuna fouled that ball off his foot on Saturday. Right now, uh, obviously, he missed last night's game. It's called a bone bruise. It's not broken. The Braves have an off day today on Monday before they take on the Phillies in Philadelphia tomorrow. So we'll see what the status is and if any of this requires a stint on the injured list for Acuna at this point in time. And look, honestly, it's not a good time for the Braves to lose Acuna. Part of the reason why that 14-game win streak happened um, was because Acuna really turned it on. And he's a critical part of what they do offensively. He's a critical part of everything that they do. But still, this is a uh, a bad time to lose him after you, you you did all that work to to get above 500 and stay above 500 and give yourself the breathing room you needed to start calling this thing a race. Uh, it's a bad time to lose your best offensive player. And, and that's something that the Braves absolutely have to be concerned with at this point in time because uh, if – the last thing you want to do is have this thing go south by the All-Star break. Remember what I told you last time about all the players that were traded and how uh, things are going to shape up in the All-Star break um, and how many moves that may be made prior to the trade deadline with the extra playoff spot and everything. Not a good time to be trending in the wrong direction. So let's keep our fingers crossed that Acuna uh, gets back sooner rather than later and doesn't require a stint on the injured list. He says he can't put pressure on his foot. That's never a good sign. Uh, so we'll see what happens uh, with Acuna. Uh, going forward. Um, before we get to uh, the Atlanta Falcons as well, Tyler Matzik started his rehab assignment, so he could be on his way back uh, sooner rather than later. Let's see if he can get back with the ball club before the All-Star break. Okay. Uh, what is the Falcons' best move this offseason? Well, according to um, Josh Kendall of The Athletic, uh, because all the athletic writers were asked of what each team's best move was. Um, it was signing veteran quarterback Marcus Mariota. Um, and obviously after trading Matt Ryan to the Colts, you know, they turn around quickly and get Mariota and solve the problem. Who's going to play QB this, that, and the other. And at least they get a familiar face from Arthur Smith's perspective and somebody he knows and has worked with. And uh, it at least gives some stability, right? You're not heading into the season wondering what the issue is. You're, you're, you're not – you don't have as much instability right now at quarterback as the Cleveland Browns do. <laughs> you don't have as much instability at quarterback as the Carolina Panthers do, uh, where things are literally a toss-up. I mean, again, Arthur Smith has not said one way or another whether he uh, wants this to be an open competition by all, all signs point to Mariota being the guy, uh, but we'll have to wait and see officially what, what that looks like going forward because it, it really is – um, one of those moves that I, I was smart to do. Look, Mariota, as much as he is a, and I'll be generous in calling him capable, because I think that is generous. I don't know that Mariota is very capable as a quarterback. He's serviceable. Capable might be more than generous. That said, he's a likable guy. 
He's good on camera. Uh, and he is somebody that people can gravitate towards that feels like a leader, right? It eliminates a lot of the other questions that come around. And from that standpoint, I think it was a good choice uh, to fill in what, what was a huge void for their quarterback in Matt Ryan. Um, and that, to me, I think is something that was needed. Even though I question the leadership, where is it going to come from? And, you know, what players are going to represent the leadership on this team? Well, you know, uh, Mariota might not be the biggest rah-rah guy, but at least he's a guy that has the respect of his teammates and always will because of the way he conducts himself. So to a certain extent, yeah, I, I get what Josh Kendall, the athletic, is saying. I hope that's not the best move they make all season. I hope that when we look at the end of the season and we get there, we realize that, yeah, that wasn't the best move. We, we, this was the really the, the better move, the one we didn't expect. Uh, and we actually got some positive dividends out of, because I don't know that you'll get positive dividends out of Mariota. Like I said, serviceable, capable, might be aggressive for me at this stage of Mariota's career. I don't know if we call him capable, like Baker Mayfield is capable. Um, which, by the way, nobody knows where the hell he's going. Uh, it, it's still uh, up in the air. And, and I'm waiting to see how that whole thing plays out. Because if Carolina hasn't made a move for him yet, or Seattle hasn't made a move for him yet, I'm not sure what they're waiting. Unless they're just holding out as long as they can until the Cleveland Browns actually cut him. That's the only thing left to think that that is the move, is that they're waiting for him to be cut, and then they'll pick him up immediately. So... Uh, but the Cleveland Browns, despite what's going to happen to Sean Watson, and we'll have some information on him coming up here in just a moment, despite what happens to uh, Sean Watson, Baker Mayfield is not going to be quarterbacking for the Cleveland Browns. Now, what's the deal with Watson? I'll tell you that here in just a minute. But first, a good word from our friends from Athletic Greens. If you guys are looking to improve your gut health, your overall health, and your immune system, well, you can do it with just one delicious scoop of AG1. That's that's Athletic Greens ones, absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source superfoods and probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery focus, aging, all the things that you need. And right now, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens 1. All right. Uh, hearing for Deshaun Watson is going to start on Tuesday is what we're seeing right now. Uh, the disciplinary hearing for the NFL is going to start on Tuesday. Uh, what that looks like and how long that goes, I'm not really sure at this point in time. But I would tell you, my guess is that, uh, and I talked to a couple of people on this, but the suspension is going to be labeled as indefinite. Now, why would the suspension be labeled as indefinite? Well, the suspension will be labeled as indefinite because it gives the NFL all the wiggle room it needs. It allows the civil suits and everything to play out. And if it turns out that he is found guilty in the civil suits, well, they can leave him out for at least a year and worry about reinstatement next offseason. If it turns out that the civil suits are thrown out, they, the, the, the uh, accusers don't win it and everything else, oh my God, he's been completely exonerated on all counts. Guess what? We can bring him right back in 
when he applies for reinstatement, when he's told to apply for reinstatement. So the, in, the indefinite suspension gives the NFL all the flexibility in the world that they need to navigate this thing. Um, and it, it's super important that they understand uh, that they want to be able to navigate this in the mind of the public eye and how they're going to perceive it. Because right now, nobody is perceiving this well, and they shouldn't. Because as I've said repeatedly, at very, very best, Deshaun Watson is the creepiest guy you've ever known, and you want him nowhere near any female that you know, period. At worst, he's a serial predator and deserves to be behind bars. None of those are really either good. So that's what you're looking at with Deshaun Watson. And uh, the NFL knows they, they have to navigate this optically in a way that, that looks like they've done the right thing. And that is to let the rest of the other processes play out and sort of make your decision based off of that. So we'll have more uh, tomorrow on, on the hearings if they and when they get underway, if we can get some reports from it. But certainly something we're going to be monitoring very, very closely. All right. Uh, Wimbledon is underway. And coming up next, why did the government get involved in Wimbledon? Because I thought politics and sports weren't supposed to mix. I'll tell you that next coming up on A to Z on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Just search Locked On Sports Atlanta. Be right back. Welcome back. It's A to Z here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, if you search Locked On Sports Atlanta, make sure you subscribe and like that YouTube channel as well. Final segment of the show brought to you by our friends at Blue Nile. And before we get to tennis, of all things, with Wimble and underway, it's now time for Shovels of Wisdom. Brace yourselves, because it's time for the Shovel of Wisdom. You know how we do it. We love to get people right. We get their head right by whacking them upside the head with a shovel of wisdom. You can do so on my Twitter account at Marzino, M A R P Z I N N O, and of course use the hashtag Shovel of Wisdom. Today my shovel goes to Nicholas Abdubel. You might not know who Nicholas Abdubel but Nicholas Abdubel is part of the Colorado Avalanche. He won the Stanley Cup last night in six games over the Tampa Lightning, slaying the Dragon, and defeating the back to back. Two times, Stanley Cup champion, defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Lightning. Uh, they win the game 2 1. And of course, winning the Stanley Cup is a huge national celebration. It's one of the time honored traditions uh, in all of sports where they pass the Stanley Cup from player to player and they all get to hold it and, and skate around the ice with it and get their picture taken and hold it above their head. And of course, and everybody's done the same celebration happens. The entire team lays on the ice and have the Stanley Cup right in front of them. Well, Nicholas Alcubel was the last player with the cup before the picture. And as he was skating into the picture, and you can find this video anywhere on the internet, uh, he tripped with the Stanley Cup in his hand. Uh, it made a somewhat sly recovery as he's falling, manages to put the cup rather hard, I might add, right in the middle of where he was landing and then lay down right next to it. But he clearly tripped with the Stanley Cup, something that his teammates noticed and were all laughing at him. Uh, as it happened, no one really cared, obviously, because, well, they had just won the Stanley Cup, the Avalanche first Stanley Cup since 2001, and uh, Kubel gets a little bit of a pass, but still, uh, don't trip with the Stanley Cup. It looks really bad for you. All right, uh, let's move on here. The Wimbledon Championships are underway, and I don't know how much of you are following, you know, tennis and Wimbledon in general, but... 
you know, it's, it's obviously a huge event in the tennis world and everything else. And the world in general has a lot of things going on right now, good, bad, different, and otherwise, uh, as does the United States. But the All England Club chairman, Ian Hewitt, um, they banned Russian and Belarus players from competing in this year's Wimbledon event because of the war in Ukraine. Ukraine. This is the response of the Russia and Belarus invasion of Ukraine. And so the All England Club decided to ban Russian and Belarusian players from competing. Now, in response to that, the ATP and the WTA, that's the men's and women's respectively professional tennis organizations, decided to strip Wimbledon's, Wimbledon of ranking points with the championships. So much like in the golf FedEx Cup, if you're familiar with that, that they end up accumulating points for how well they do in each tournament that they play in and everything else, they have the same thing, a points ranking system. Well, they because Russian and Belarusian players were not allowed to compete, uh, with respect, the tennis authorities decided to say this event will have no points added whatsoever. Uh, across the board, everybody loses the ability to gain points, which I suppose is fair. But there is one hiccup as to what went on here that's a lot different than what we've seen particularly here in America. I'll tell you what that is in just a moment, but first a word from our friends at Blue Nile and BlueNile.com. And whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of an online shopping experience like the one you get at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating custom engagement rings to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. This is something that a lot of people wouldn't do, but it is very, actually very easy to do. And that is do jewelry shopping online. Uh, and you'll find that it's much simpler than you would ever imagine. And BlueNile.com makes it that way. Make your moments sparkle with Julie from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners, get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use the code Locked On. That's the code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside, shop stress free. And find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. So what is going on at Wimbledon here that is different than what we've seen everywhere else is simply that the British government actually got involved here. The British government gave Wimbledon guidance. Uh, and it was, quote, according to uh, Hewitt, it goes beyond the interest of tennis and said it was influenced by the directive guidance of which the government gave us in relation to the matter. This is something that we have never dealt with here in America when it comes to the collision of politics and sports, right? While our politicians make suggestions and they scream from the rooftops on Capitol Hill about what they should, sports should do with X and how they should handle Y and all those other things, They've never been given a directive from our government. You will not do X or you will not allow so-and-so to compete because of Y. That is something that is critically different here that everybody needs to understand. Um, you know, we only see these sort of directives 
when it comes to the Olympics and international competition. We've seen them before, right? Uh, back in the 1980 Olympics, when there were threats that you know countries were going to boycott the Olympics uh, due to X, Y, and Z. Back then, it was the, the Russian invasion of Afghanistan. But you get the point. You know, the, you you see it in international competition because the president sort of still is the leader of those things. Uh, and, and the leader of any given country is sort of the overseer still of all the international competition, despite the fact that they have nothing to do with sports. And, and the fact that the British government got involved here is very, very interesting and very, very telling. Uh, it sets a very interesting precedent across the board uh, that may start to infiltrate other countries, particularly here in America. I worry about that it could. We are in such polarizing uh you know, oppositional times that government, our government may seek at any point in time to try and get in the way of sports, which is why many fans at this point probably, probably rightly feel like keep politics out of sports and keep sports out of politics and everybody would be happier. But unfortunately, it doesn't feel like that is a possibility anymore, at least not like the current climate that we're in in America, maybe one day again. Where politics and sports don't intersect, but it's probably going to be a long time down the road coming. So uh, just wanted everybody to take note of what was going on at Wimbledon. If you heard about it and saw it, why it was going on, the government directive told Wimbledon not to allow Russian and Belarusian players to compete in Wimbledon. And that's something that's a little bit unnerving, to say the least, that they would get involved. It's kind of like, you know, the, the government telling the masters hey, you can't have any non-whites play in this tournament anymore. Like that really, you know, that's, that's the semi-equivalent of it. But scary, scary stuff. So we'll see. All right, uh, that'll do it for today's edition of A to Z. Make sure you check out all the great shows here on Locked On Sports Atlanta, whether it's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, ATL Day Ones, Jarvis Davis, and Tanisha Batiste, our British postcast. Locked On Hawks is out, the latest episode with Brad Roland. Make sure you go check that out, the post-draft episode as well as Locked on Falcons with Aaron Freeman. I'll be back tomorrow. You guys have a great day. Don't take any crap from anybody. See you.